You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to Super Mega Crash Beyond. I am your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. I decided to take it slower, so so I didn't have an issue like I did last week. <laughs> uh, I did, I did utter a word that I shouldn't have. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I picked up on it in the, in the edit. I was like, oh shit, I did say brothers, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Then I missed it because I didn't hear it. I, it was like, Riyadh is what I think I heard. <laughs> no, I just, I barreled through it like I normally did and mm-hmm. pivoted uh, too late. Well, <laughs> oh my God. How many years? You know, it was just yeah. like second nature kicked in. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, this is the instinct. This is what you normally would. No, 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 no. We yeah. say something new now, brain. It'll get yeah. on board eventually. Yeah, eventually. I just, yeah. I had to. Slow it down because it was coming back. It was like, no, I want to come back. <laughs> and we were talking about video games, so that's probably why. Oh, was, that's true. Yeah. yeah. When you got that on the brain, like, that makes sense. That's what it is. Speaking speaking of that game, I wanted to talk real quick, very, very briefly about one of the other games that I mentioned, the Human Resource Machine. Oh, yes. I... I don't know how to say this. I just feel stupid sometimes. Like, I can do it. I have Uh solved certain puzzles, but then you look at some of these and, like, brain no function. Well, is it a a design flaw, or do you think it's just, like, a puzzle? I think it's... Is it, like, a I love you, but is it, like, an Inyaki-level puzzle, or, like... It's it's one of the... It's it's math puzzles, okay? Which I love, but... It gets into that very complicated math <laughs> where you have to think about how you're doing. And, and granted, there, there may be a way to do it that uh, will work for me, but they also have challenges. And, you know, sometimes your brain goes challenge. Well, I'll show you. And you try to meet that challenge. So there's like size challenges and uh, speed challenges. So okay. essentially whatever... You're you're writing like an algorithm, at least the way I see it. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're you're like a, a a a businessman. They even set you up with a little employee ID card, and you get to pick your character. And Aww. I noticed this over time, like a little farther into as you get, your character's aging because each level is a year with the company. So oh. you see your character aging as you That's go a fun through. Touch. Yeah, and I thought, oh, okay, because it just it hit me one day when I came back to. It. I was like. He's older. You know, you can kind of see like the little, his <laughs> hair is lightening. Up. He's getting a little wrinkle. But you, they, they just, it'll say, take the item from the outbox and put it in the inbox. But if the, the number is zero, you got to toss it out. If the number is negative, you got to toss it out. Or they'll want you to take the first two items of the inbox, smash them together, 
like add the number together and then take it to the out in, or the out box. Okay. That seems simple at first. You know, they'll keep they'll start you with the simple ideas, but then it'll be like, okay, so for the first and second numbers, you want to take those numbers, combine them, and then that number will be what you take to the outbox. Okay. So say you've got two and five, so you have to get twenty-five to do that. Well, how you do that is setting up this chain of events, which I consider your algorithm. So you have to find a way to add the, the boxes together to create the number 25. But from that point on, say your next numbers are 7 and 3, you then also have to make sure that that program will also create 73 with the next two numbers. Okay. So however you're laying this out, the algorithm has to solve every single problem and it can't just like you can't just look at the numbers and say okay well if i do this and this and this then that'll put that together and then this and that will fix that because Uh once you get to the end the boss will be like nope that may work for this situation but it won't work for all situations so well i'm not working all situations right now i'm working this one boss man (laughs) take your coffee and sit back down so like i said what about my job And and luckily, when you're working on it, like you can work on it in real time. So you you you're sitting there, and you can kind of move something together. And then there's even like little buttons that you can kind of move the the situation forward without playing it out completely. Because if something happens and there's a malfunction, it'll stop it immediately. It's like whoa 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 this you you were supposed to do this, but then you came back with that result. That's not going to work. Restart, and then you got to back it up. Sometimes it could be something simple. Sometimes you just got to figure out, I don't know, it's like yeah. it would be those those more complicated and it doesn't seem like it would be that complicated. But then when you see it in action, you're just like, God damn, what like trying to think of it in the moment can sometimes uh-huh. just be frustrating and it just makes me feel stupid. And I don't I don't want it that to be like a reflection of them. Mm-hmm. That's just me saying I feel stupid because brain no function sure. and I'm trying, <laughs> but you know, like I said, I have gotten through several, uh, uh-huh. whether or not they, they were aced, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I did the best I could and I'm, I'm trying to plow through it. So, uh, just be prepared for one hell of a brain teaser because you, you have to put on your math cap for, for sure. You break out the old it. Texas instruments. Yeah. So I am curious since uh, the the other one, Seven Billion Humans, is technically a sequel. Is it more of this or is it something else? Because from what I've seen, it looked like something else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. Um, yeah. I recommend the game if you are good with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, addition, subtraction, sure. But if you're like starting to put a timer on it and making them larger and everything, I I might cry. It it just it really comes down to laying out that that algorithm. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it out there. It's like programming. You have to set all this up. As soon as you hit play, he's going to do all the things that you say. Mm-hmm. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, they're going to stop you and tell you to do it again. So. It's like a a failed program. And I I think that's part of the story as well. Like part of the the satire that this is trying to go for is that you're just, 
you know, you're you're that computer program and, and you just got to do that. And do what they say. Yeah. yeah. And there's an underlying story in there, too, that I think that will also flow into coming into play. So anyway, I don't want to go too deep into that. But yeah, yeah just uh, uh, brain hurt. <laughs> yeah, sure. That sounds like something I could get into for a little bit at mm. a time. And I don't yeah. think it could be like a binge marathon no. session game. God, but no. yeah, I got an hour to kill. Let's see, you know. Kind of thing. Of course, as long as I have Baldur's Gate 3, I'm, I, I'll always have an hour of something right. to do. Like, I don't think there's an end to the game. Mm. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I would love to see the Rain Man kid just grab the phone and just read it and Boom. figure it out. Like, because that would just blow my mind. Easiest game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel it. like that's the kind of brain you have to have to just get it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's just Some me. People, yeah, they can just see numbers like that, and it makes sense, and it goes mm. together, and everything. And me, I gotta break out like my fingers and my toes once we get over a certain amount, you know. Or I'm just like, that's quicker math that I could do. I know I can do it. Just give me a second, you know. Mm. So today, uh, yeah. you you wanted to talk about uh, music, but yeah. very specific. Explain. Yeah. Always a little curious, you know, um, throughout generations, you probably always hear us all say, the music we grew up with is the best music. Your mom said it, your grandma probably said it, and so on down the line. So I thought it would be interesting to discuss why do we always think that the music we grew up with better than any music that's ever been produced or will be produced in the future? And Mm -hmm. just kind of like, you know, have a conversation about why. We think that is the case because even I've uttered the same thing and I tend to gravitate back on my Spotify to stuff that I remember from like the 80s and 90s that I grew up with and really liked, you know, Um, I've fallen into the same trap. (laughs) So and I and I and I have noticed that I do try to break out a little bit into the newer stuff because I'm not that old. Come on, for crying out loud. Let's see what's going on. Um, and there has been a point where it switched for me where I'm like, this all sounds the same. Now, yeah. did my parents say the same thing about my music? Like once you started listening to all of it, it all sounded exactly the same. But that was my trouble where I'm listening to today's pop. I would not be able to tell you who is who because honestly, it feels like there's one kind of voice out there now. Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of variety. The few that do. I feel like breakthrough that has a more unique, I don't know, tone or Hmm. cadence or whatever they found that, you know, was more unique to them. But it kind of all sounds the same. And so I'm wondering why? Because I guarantee you if I was like 17 right now, I'd be telling you all the little minute differences between all of those songs. Why can't I hear it? That is a good point. I don't know. I do agree with you. And I think this would be a great topic of conversation for someone younger but i like yeah if we could have brought in like a zillennial what are we calling the next one yeah but they'd have to be someone who who can also pick up on the nuances because surely to god there were times in our youth Mm -hmm. where we couldn't distinguish one from another depending on because i remember there were certain bands certain groups at one mm-hmm. point where it was like, oh, that's uh, this, uh, that group, and there's that group. And then you know the song that they're known for. Mm-hmm. But then maybe yeah. a new track comes out from another group, and you're like, hey, is that? And then you're just kind of listening. It's like, is that? It kind of sounds like them, but I'm not 100% sure. And then yeah. you find out later after the fact. 
Mm-hmm. I know I've done that with with certain ones, but yeah, I I agree with you. A lot of music current you mm-hmm. hear this artist and that artist, and it does. There are few that I can say I know without a doubt. Oh yeah, that's this guy mm-hmm. for being new. You yeah. know. Yeah. And there is just a very. It's not unique anymore. The sounds are not unique anymore. And see, that's what I was wondering, if that's a genuine observation or if, again, it's that blindness of once you get older, mine is still the best. Because, I don't know, maybe autotune could have wrecked it, too. Because I feel like once, you know, a lot of people started getting on that bandwagon, how do I differentiate one voice from the next when you're just making it through a machine at that Mm -hmm. point? And in reality, do you really have to sing that well if you're going to be constantly running it through autotune? You know, so... That could be a culprit of why a lot of them are sounding exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like with pop and that could have been the same throughout history as well. Because if you've done any kind of like even superficial deep dive into pop music, there is a formula, you know, that that seems to hit. And it usually is starting with the music. Lyrics are secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's a catchy tune... You know, I still like to go back to um, uh, I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember them even talking about what do we want what way? Like they don't even freaking know, but it sounded good with the people that they were writing it with. I believe out of Sweden, which is where a lot of our pop from like the the 90s and stuff came from, which is funny. We always ship them off over there to make good pop music and then bring them back over. It's kind of hilarious to think about. But like gods as far as pop music, I guess the music itself You know, they really come up with catchy tunes. But true. How many times have you sat there and sang along to a pop song and been like, what? (laughs) You know, like, what does that even mean? But it sounded good lyrically, like with the the tone or the tune, you know, so Hmm. that that could be another good reason, you know, we're manufacturing basically out of the same areas of the Hmm. world. What they might start to sound the same. And I don't think that that is necessarily a pop problem. I think that you can kind of see that in other things because the moment you you mentioned that, one artist came to mind who look, I I I, I respect the man. I mm-hmm. I love uh, a lot of his music and everything that he's done, but Billy Corgan. Uh, sometimes mm. I don't understand what he's saying. True. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> and he'll just be singing, going, Salmon, I Salmon, in God's dead down. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Yeah, can you? I didn't quite, what? And yeah. then you have to read the lyrics to really get it. And then it's like, okay, I guess I can hear where you're saying that. But it's just like I be dancing on the ticket down south. Yeah, no, he has. At least you usually, when you hear Billy Corgan, you know it's Billy Corgan. Yeah, exactly. Now that there is that, that to him. That is yeah. one thing that we will say. Using that as a great example, you have these artists who can separate themselves. But then mm-hmm. I feel like that's where you kind of mentioned with the top forty pop. Even country music. I think that's one of the reasons those two genres of music are... I don't care for them because Mm -hmm. I feel like it is just recycled. Like, you find a new face. You find a new voice. And be like, well, they're going to be the hip new thing now. And it's like, yeah, but they're just like this guy. It's like, no, 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 no. They're different. 
But how? This sounds the same. Ah, right. it'll be fine. Yeah. So why do we manufacture a new face or new persona, whoever this person may be, mm. when you have a good one right over here? Give them that song. Yeah. But the new shiny thing. You see, like he I guess. new shiny thing. I don't know. And some people, once you get to a certain age, there's a few that like the longevity makes it through. And I can't say that's like a uniquely like new thing because sure. I mean, how many songs from like the 70s, even all of us were singing the wrong lyrics and had to like wrapped up like a douche. Another, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not what he's saying or hold me closer. Tony Tony Danza, Danza. That's my favorite. You know? OK, I'm sorry. I have to say it that way every <laughs> well, time I hear it. We all do now, but I mean, so like uniquely not understanding we, 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 we've done that back and forth, but there was a lot of pot and stuff going on back then too. So, you know, Nirvana is a great one. Like Mm. Weird Al even made a whole song about how it just sounds like you're chewing on marbles every Mm. time you're trying to say a thing, you know? So, (laughs) but then again, maybe it was the cadence. Maybe it was the, you know, cause Kurt Cobain had a little bit of a different sounding of a voice. Mm. Um, I and, really wish we could seek those types of people out because mm-hmm. to me, some of the greatest artists of all times, like I hear it and you know it like Phil Collins. Yeah. Like, you know, when he is singing a song, regardless of whether you've heard it or not. And it's so unique and mm-hmm. just interesting sounding done. I can see you signing that guy. Kick out Peter Gabriel. We got this, you know, or, you know, however he left the the, the band Genesis, you know, but you know who it is, at least, yeah. you know, um, I feel like a lot of the youthful like women pop so- singers today. I can't tell one from the next when you sat them side by side. Sure. I can see visual differences in their human, sure. you know, but their voice. I, I can't tell unless you were following them, I guess, and just knew the song. But I, I don't know one from the next. I guess someone would have to point it out to us because I wish I had. And there had to be there had to be mm-hmm. bands in our youth. Oh, totally. That that we had that. It's almost very clear where you saw certain ones and be like, yeah, but they're kind of like this and they're kind of like that. Because I know I've heard those comparisons before, mm-hmm. but as you mentioned, for us, this are, these are things that we grew up on. We know who it is. We know these bands, right? And perhaps we're just not tuning in properly to the fact that we. As you said, the kids today, they can differentiate, mm-hmm. but we're just hearing the same shit because it's not our type of music. And we're just like, meh. Yeah. I don't like it. And there's probably something to be st- said for the what you learn as a child growing up. You know, those are like your more formative years. You're probably more into the social influence of it, too, because I know there was a lot of music I listened to because my friends were listening to it. Um, and, and just that even the media exposure from as a kid, you know, yeah. like those are the things that get bored into your brain at a young age, which could make it easier to have blindness as you get older, because it's like, well, that's not what I knew in my formative years. That's not correct. That's not mm. who was popular or X, Y, Z. Um, so I feel like that would probably have a good amount to do with it when we're taking it into, you know, our adult years when we're like, Psh, ours was the best. Well, that's nostalgia. That's what we grew up with. That's what was our exposure at the time. Right. You know, um, like even if you were to set me down right now and I had never heard of either like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, I don't know if I would really know which one was which. Just to be fair, and I like them both. I grew up with them. I even went to a Backstreet Boys concert, you know, when I was 16. Like, 
I liked them. Hmm. But I, I, I bet you if I had never heard their music and you were to show it to me right now and just play them both back to back, I don't know if I would know who was who. Right. And come to find out they had like the same manager and everything. So it's like, well, that's probably why, you know, they were the same thing. Five cute dudes with good voices, you know, like. And I feel like that's the problem with the K-pop bands today. I know BTS seems to be the one that everyone talks mm. about, but there are so many and when someone's just like, this is K-pop band, so-and-so, and I'm like, who? Mm-hmm. I, be, they, they, they say all the time, there are so many, and there's always seems to be a new one. I'm like, but you have one over here. You have one at home. Why are you yeah. bringing out another one? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, if it makes money, you just, I guess it's a manufacture machine. You but know? I couldn't, like... but, and, and, and I don't mean this... It, very much like you said, I, d- I could not tell you the difference between mm-hmm. one or the other. And that's not a racist thing, people. I mean, <laughs> in general. Yeah, just pop music sometimes in general, I feel, sounds the same. I don't care what language it's spoken in. It kind of sounds yeah. the same to me. I don't know who... And, and that's on me for not keeping up with the music scene, okay? Sure. Fair. Yeah. But when you have so many of a thing, it's like, here's pop star... Uh, Laquisha, and then here's pop star uh, Daniela, and here's pop star. I don't know. Yeah, come up with another name. With one name, yeah. And it's like, okay, what was your popular song? They've got one. Mm -hmm. And how popular was it? Eh, People remember it it on TikTok, and that's sometimes enough. But (laughs) from that point on, how long are they going to sustain? Who knows? That's the thing. Yeah, they're not going to be as swifty. I guarantee you that. Jeez, right? Like, we should have a whole pod on just that, because I tell you what, what a phenomena that one is. Like, generates an economy of a small country. Like, whoa. Like, to just watch someone in real time from their beginning to how it is now is kind of crazy. Like, we had Madonna. We had Cher. I wasn't there when they started. Mm -hmm. They just always were an icon. So watching this has been interesting, honestly. I genuinely don't know when it blew up because it it occurred to me sometime not that long ago as all this was like the the fervor of it all, the concerts Mm -hmm. and the movie and all that. It was like, ah, yeah. And I remembered seeing an article, I think it was in Entertainment Weekly, back when I actually used to get physical copies of that. (laughs) Yeah. And they were talking about her, like her kind of getting started as kind of a country music icon, but also kind of in this pop realm somewhere. So... Which I feel like country and pop has merged a lot over the years, too. But, yeah. you know, go ahead. But, like I said, a physical magazine that I'm sitting here reading mm-hmm. about Taylor Swift and just, like, how she's, you know, her debut album or whatever, and how she's, she's popular. And I'm like, cool. N- never thought that the status. Right? Never. Like, it, it's crazy to me. Um, Yeah. Selling out just, like, giant stadiums. Like, I, I mean, it's just a whole other level. It's just like she can't even go anywhere. That's yeah. the thing that I think I would not be able to handle to having that kind of caliber of celebrity. Can't go to a friend's wedding. 
without making it a huge ordeal with paparazzi and just people finding out that you're there and wanting to stalk you. Like football is benefiting for crying out loud. Like when yeah. I saw that the tickets were selling out because they knew she was there watching the dude she's dating. I'm like, this is a whole other level, y'all. Like these people probably don't even give two shits about football. They just want to be in Taylor's presence. Like it's just it's mind blowing to me. Good for you, though. Yeah. Good for her. Hopefully she's happy. You know, I don't you know, know. if I could be with that many eyes just constantly in my business, but um, good for you. Yeah. I mean, I've never listened to her enough, but. I, yeah, I just know the one song, uh, Shake It oh. Off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shake It Off. That's, that's the only yeah. one that really catches my, my interest. Kind of like Britney Spears. You know, she's another mm-hmm. one that I don't actively seek out. But there are mm-hmm. one or two of her songs. I'll, you know, I've got on a playlist. I'm like, yeah, I dig, I dig yeah. that. But yeah. I don't go. All right, so let's talk about that. And this yeah. this can go from your youth, I guess, kind of in that well, same Brittany vein. Well, Britney was our youth. Yeah, well. She was like late 90s, early 2000s. So like end uh, of our teens. Sure, you sure. Know? Yeah. So have you ever, say, you had the music that you grew up with. Now, mm-hmm. Was I guess I've got two tiers on this question, so I'll start okay. with this one. So, when you started listening to music, or you can have memories of listening to music, mm-hmm. were you drawn to something specific that you found, or were you drawn to the music your parents were listening to, or maybe your siblings were listening to, and you just kind of soaked that up and says, you know what, they, they like this, I like this, and you just kind of f- fell along with it. Yeah, uh, probably not so much for my parents because um, there's like, well, three immediate generations like in mm-hmm. my immediate family. Like, you know, mom was much older. My sisters could 100% be my parents because of the age gap. And then there's me. So I probably ended up leaning more towards like 70s classic rock, like when my sisters would come around because that's what they listened to. Because I remember really enjoying Aerosmith and you know and this was they weren't popular anymore yet because if anybody Mm. actually remembers there was a period of time we didn't think we'd have Aerosmith anymore until um who was it that covered their song oh run DMC yes and then all of a sudden kind of blew back up in popularity so I remembered listening to that kind of stuff and then um because my mom and them loved like country and like old crooner music you know, oh. which I still enjoy. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like cassettes that I was buying for. Sure. You know, so yeah, I think I gravitated towards maybe a little older than I, but I do remember kind of just going to the store and picking something out and seeing what it ended up being because I was allowed to go to the store once a month to buy or the pawn shop to buy a video game and a CD. Hmm. And that was my allowance like for the month. And so I would just pick something out. And that's how I found Nirvana. Fair Oddly right. enough, I just picked it up one day for some reason, <laughs> the cover. And it wasn't the one y'all are thinking of with like the naked baby or whatever. There was a younger woman on the cover with a gun, holding a gun, just standing there. It was the first time I'd ever seen that kind of imagery as a young child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At first, I was like, this is wrong. This is not, this isn't cool. But I ended up picking it up, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And I ended up enjoying Nirvana. Nice. So maybe a mixture of the two. Yeah. Where if I had the money and mom said I was allowed to buy a thing, I was going to buy a thing, whether I knew what the thing I remember buying soundtracks a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. I did that, too. I I feel like that's a topic for another day, because I have wanted to talk about that. So I'm going to... We'll put a pin in that one. We'll put a pin in that one. All right, cool. 
because that's yeah. I feel like there's a there's a lot to unpack there. But uh, yeah, you? I think I did kind of have a lot of influence from my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she this isn't like a dick of my dad or anything like that, but she always seemed to be like the primary caregiver, like always the one around. Dad's always working. You don't really hang out sure. with dad. You see Tr- him here and there. Trad family. Yeah. <laughs> So anytime, you know, mom's going to the store, uh, you know, what have you, we're always kind of uh, attached at the hip (laughs) unless Mm -hmm. we're in school or something like that. So mom is number one. So whatever mom likes, we like. And, you know, mom is liking her. I I honestly feel like a lot of my love for different types of music come from her because Mm -hmm. while I, I guess it could be categorized in a certain box i also feel like that they are artists that vary in genre because she would go from listening to like stevie wonder billy ocean uh patty labelle aretha franklin then you know shift over to like bob seger or uh Mm -hmm. chicago or you know just nice yeah they're they're r&b pop rock you know just kind of varied yeah and so i feel like anytime she was listening to something i won't say all the songs were like oh jamming but i remember i think one of the first artists that i did have a love for was bob seger because uh solid he was he was just one of those artists that i i remembered Mm -hmm. and i think uh what's the the song that was in risky business uh old time rock and roll isn't it the one where he's dancing like, I never saw the movie, but I remember the song. And when it was oh, popular, by God, you know, I yeah. was listening to it. And I was like, this is a, this is a rocking song, you know. So I love that Banger. song. So yeah. when the album came out that that was on, oh, yeah, we were there. I remember she bought that. And it was, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember the cassette tapes when they would put them in those plastic containers in the, in the Walmart or wherever? Uh, so they had to unlock it and uh-huh. take it out so you wouldn't yeah, steal it. Yeah, CDs did that for a while, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So w- we had to get it out of that plastic case. For some reason, they didn't take it out. So that was a chore. But then we rode the entire way How home. How are you going to have a key to get that stupid thing open? Those things I, are hard. I That's know, right? to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're going to break it before you get it out. Right. You totally will. But I remember listening to that album on the way home and just... That was a first. And I don't. I wish I could remember it more fondly because that was a brand new album. Mm-hmm. from him and you know i got to experience it for the first time driving home and i wish i had that memory a little bit fresher in my head but i don't mm-hmm. i just remember being disappointed because i was waiting for that song to come on you know because you didn't want to fast forward through your cassettes no uh yeah. it was, i know it was much harder to you know <laughs> at least replay a song yeah at least it wasn't eight tracks but point True. being you didn't want to skip anything so you had to wait. And I, I thought it was the third song, but it was the fourth song because they bumped it up by a song or the song Still the Same. Okay. So then when you're reading it on the album, Still the Same, Old Rock and Roll. Oh, yes, that is it. But yeah. it's not. It's Still the Same and Old Time Rock and Roll. And you're like, son of a bitch. What is this song? B side. Yeah. A side, yeah. A side, yeah. That's the only memory I have of it. Anyway, point. Uh, but yeah, I feel like a lot of her stuff kind of filtered in. But as I got older, 
mm-hmm. something did kind of shift because kind of what you said, where it was the, uh, you, you got your allowance and you could go pick out your own music. So I did start mm-hmm. to explore. I had a friend of mine, like one of my best friends as, uh, as a kid, he introduced me to Black Sabbath mm-hmm. and Ozzy Osbourne. I wouldn't have gravitated that way. I just never thought about it because it was not in my purview. But then he's like, here, try this. And Uh then that led to other stuff like Rob Zombie and White Zombie and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there were uh, rap and hip hop. That was something that I got from my cousins. Which is much different than to now, too. Like, that's been an interesting thing to watch. Probably even earlier than that, even if Hmm. you can go back to, like, early 80s and stuff like that when hip hop was becoming more of a thing. That's that's something that's definitely morphed quite a bit. Sure. Uh, Very very much so. And I don't know which is... I'm going to say and (laughs) understand different times, okay? Mm. Uh, My first introduction, I feel like, really into that genre. Again, my cousins, they had access to shit, and apparently their parents... Or my aunt and uncle weren't paying attention because they had uh, an Easy E album. Oh no! Okay. Unedited. Okay, like his very first solo album that I remember hearing for the first time. And you talk about having your mind blown. Mm-hmm. As a child, I was probably gonna just roll the dice and say nine or ten, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Possibly somewhere. And you're hearing swearing and songs so as a kid you're just like what and you don't tell anybody and you just continue to listen Mm -hmm. and i think as i was kind of drawn in by the uh vulgarity yeah the vulgarity of it you know the the oh we could get caught we can get in trouble if we get caught Uh Uh i was also (laughs) appreciating the music side of it too Mm -hmm. you know didn't realize it at the time but it was there because those several of those songs in that album stuck with me obviously mm-hmm. and i would come back to them not because they were vulgar it was because it was a good tune right yeah and once you got older and could understand what the lyrics actually mean and could appreciate it then you mm-hmm. might like it on a different level yeah. yeah and and for the record we did get in trouble <laughs> because oh, sure. this is how though and i i still to this day want to slap the shit out of that kid we were at a <laughs> uh church sleep in mm-hmm. and oh my co- geez yeah my cousin brought his music along and oh, you know gosh. some of those albums were in there and i you know we had our headphones you know the old cassette walkmans and you had phones and whatnot With, like and, the foam earpieces yeah. yep those yeah. are the ones so we would we spent several hours just listening to the music and then everything was fine we thought everything was fine but there was this one little tattletale kid who oh no. ratted us out yeah the next day and we all got grounded for it i was like you little son of a bitch <laughs> well how are they getting it though that's the thing like i don't yeah that i kids, don't know kids aren't making their own money yet i mean you might be i don't know back then you could have been newspapers babysitting whatever like there wasn't as much of a ooh for kids working yeah. then but <laughs> I mean, we weren't on like the line or anything like that at some plant. Mm. But, you know, like we were put to work. <laughs> Here's the irony, though, is uh, those two very same cousins who bought and had a collection of old 80s rap, like mm-hmm. hardcore rap, gangster rap, I guess would be the proper term for it. Yeah. Uh, also turned out to be the biggest racist in the family. Interesting. Yeah. I don't understand it. That actually is 
okay. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to make those two things work unless as a kid had no clue the race of the people singing a lot of the songs. Well, no, they did. I mean, you can oh. see it on the covers. I, I genuinely oh. feel like it came down to someone tried to give me an excuse. And I even had someone in my family almost try to excuse their behavior. And I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, so apparently oh. they uh, started getting real hateful to black people because they were picked on in school by black people because they were at a primarily black school. Now, I can understand being angry at your bully. But hating an entire race of people because of the actions of yeah. one person? Fuck you. Yeah. And especially you know. if you're not going to grow out of it. Yeah. Like, that's... I understand as teenagers, that's when you're supposed to learn these hard things about life. And you're going to make stupid mistakes. And you're going to say really dumb things. Yeah. But do you carry that with you? Hopefully not. Hopefully you'll find some learning experience that would challenge that view and change it as you get older. Right. I mean, hating... If you were a, a a gay man and you were picked on by one straight person and then now you hate all straight people because of one person, wrong. Which could be the case. I mean, it's wrong, sure. Yeah. But, you know. And then I've heard of, you know, men or women. I've heard both sides where they just, mm. I fucking hate women. Just fucking cut. It's like, I've even said that. <laughs> I know. But, I know. It's not right. Yeah. But they just hate it because they had one bad experience with mm. some woman. You know, I could have done that with, I don't want to go down that hole. Yeah. You you would be justified as well. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm just saying, Yeah. you know, we, we all have that, but we don't take it out on everybody. There there can be those times where we get a little, we just have that, that stupid frustration. We're just like, fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, get it out of your system. Come back right? to reality and you'll be fine. <laughs> But we're not talking about that. We're talking about no, music. We're not. Sorry. But uh, that has definitely morphed, I think, a lot over the years. Probably a genre that I could probably say maybe one of the most evolutions. Because, I mean, if you look at rap from like the 80s, R&B, yeah. whatever, it, you could, I, I don't know if this is going to sound, like I could understand it. You know, like it wasn't having to be like this super quick everything rhyme or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where, and, 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 and I just don't think my ear knows how to pick out the actual words that are being said. Sure. I'll try it. I'm listening to it. And I may like the beat. I might like your chorus, all this kind of stuff. But I I, I can't differentiate, especially when we got into mumble rap. Mm-hmm. No, no clue. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that makes me, but I just, I can't figure it out. Even some of it today, you know, like it goes so fast and everything. And I think cadences are what's more interesting in mm-hmm. that regard um, and being able to switch that up. But if I can understand it, great. If not, like, why are you going so fast? Slow down. Yeah. Know yeah. You know, but some people can too. I've watched, you know, some people just sit there and say the whole thing after listening to it a couple times. I'm like, how? Yeah. What is wrong with my ear holes that I can't figure it out? You know, but um, if I was more into it, I probably could, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Like you I said, grew up that- with like Vanilla Ice when he was popular, right? Like that was like what our kids were listening to. And that's not even what he had a moment. Yeah, he a had a moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> a moment. You know, and then I remember when Eminem was coming up. And that's way different than what he does now. So mm-hmm. rap's changed a lot. And and it's funny, I'm kind of glad we went down this little rabbit hole because for some reason, and I, I would probably attribute that to certain movies I've watched here recently that have utilized some older rap. 
I kind of went down a rabbit hole and kind of got reacquainted with certain older artists and some that I had never even listened to. And yeah, the, the differences are astounding. Like me personally, I am not a huge fan of rap and hip hop today. Like you said, there's just something about it. It either sounds too generic or recycled. Like Very I've heard this one, yeah. this one, that one. Nothing feels genuine. But then you go back and say what you want. There may be some great artists today that I just haven't discovered. Mm-hmm. Fair. I recently discovered, and this may shock some people if there are people who are fans of this band or this mm-hmm. group. I know I have always heard of a tribe called Quest. Oh, yeah. But but I cannot say that I ever listened to an album of theirs until very recently. Okay. I may have heard some of their songs in passing, but Mm -hmm. I never sat and listened to an album. So they had some music. I think it was on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Oh, And I dug it up. You know, I was like, I heard the song and I was like, oh, yeah, I like that song. I want to look it up and see who sings it. And there's like a Tribe Called Quest. I was like... Cool. And then I think they also had a song in Saints Row that they utilized. And then I just, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I was like, what is this album? Because they both came from the same album. Mm -hmm. And I did a little research and then talking about all that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. So I listened to it front to back, top to bottom. Outside of the other two, I found a few more within that that I also Mm -hmm. liked. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting what's going on here. There's a flavor to it. It's mm-hmm. the funk, the the just the rhythms. Everything is so beautifully designed, mm-hmm. and I get it. I was like, "How? Why did I miss out on this for thirty, well, forty I mean, years of my life?" Who was our social circles listening to? Also, like yeah. mine weren't. I had a couple of friends that were, and that's how I ended up learning like who Missy Elliott was, and like you know, back in their big heyday. Um, so I think. Lindsay, if you're still out there listening or whatever, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. opened me up to a whole different variety of music I would have never just gravitated towards on my own. You know, sure. Um, and now they're still in rotation on my Spotify. See, I don't, and I don't change much. I keep holding on to the songs of my youth. You know, because I know them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about hearing some of them just brings you back to that, you know, time, and yeah. it's great. You know. But if I can find one today that I enjoy, I'm always, I'm even more shocked and sometimes very thankful and it'll go into rotation right away because I'm just so proud of myself that I found something that's not 50 years old that I want to listen to, you know? Right, right. 30, you know? Yeah. But I think that's why it's good to have friends in your circles who perhaps listen to different music, uh, that you you don't just have one type of genre of music over here, but you have several. You have so many because... Mm-hmm buddy of mine that lives in Florida. He is like my my death metal uh, guy. And I'm not saying that that is not one of the genres I gravitate towards because that one's it's a, a lot for me. Though. Yeah. Because, well, in the very same vein, it's that's what you get for a lot of it. So that's all I'm hearing. Now, they may hear something different. They probably <laughs> do hear the words. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> all I hear is... Um, and I'm like, okay. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. So when that's all I hear, I'm not intrigued. But he has given me certain bands. Like he'll just, here's here's this band or here's this album and here's that. Mm-hmm. And 
I'll just be like, yeah. Eh. And it got to a point where I, I was just kind of like, God damn it, not another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And I would just be like that. And then he handed me the albums of Ghost. And one day I just, I took, I took a, a, a chance and I was like, all right, well, let's, let's check this out and see if it's okay. And immediately I was like, okay, this is different. And now I'm a huge Ghost fan because of him. You know, he, I don't, I won't say that I wouldn't have found them eventually, mm-hmm. but I think because of him, I found them before they became big, before okay. they became the popular thing that they are. Because the fact that I hear about them everywhere now, it's almost like the zombie thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. one minute it used to be this quiet little corner and now everybody's talking about it. I was like, well, shit. Yeah. Now yeah. it's not special to me anymore. Now it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. anytime I'm like, have you ever heard of ghosts? People are like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I was going to be that person, you know. Yeah. Um, well, you don't know music until well, you've heard yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, metal is one I, I can't. I, maybe a few here or there. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's it hurts. It hurts. It hurts my brain to listen what? to. Um, but, in, you know, this is what you're going to think is odd. I did like new metal, which okay. I will att- uh, attribute to um, my social group growing up as well. Because again, I don't think I would have come across the likes of some of these bands had it not been for some of the friends that I was hanging out with when I was like 15 or 16. Sure. You know, but like the the new metal, the blending of metal and R&B for some reason peaked up my ear and I enjoyed sure. it. Old school corn. Old school, um, uh, whoa, oh God, uh, Limp Biscuit, like before okay. three dollar, three dollar bills, y'all, and earlier, good mm. stuff. You know, as it got to like Nookie and later, kind of started to lose me because it felt like it was going more R and B than like the new metal, where you had the both blending together. Right, uh, but very much even to this day, if I hear some corn and stuff come on, I've got to turn it up. And I probably know almost all of their albums up until maybe 10 or 15 years ago or so. Like, I know they're still creating, which is odd to me. Like, I would have never found any longevity in what they did. But here we are. But they were one of the first ones I remembered hearing trying to blend two genres that I would have never really tried to put together. R&B and metal. Sure. But it worked. For my little brain, for my teenage brain, I was like, "This is great," and I even went to a family values tour. And you know what? <laughs> I think I can respect that too because there are times when it just—you don't think about it, but until you hear it, you're like, "Okay." Like if it's done right, it's really good. I think mm-hmm. one that I can point to, and this this may seem a little weird, but I think it's kind of cool, is. I know uh, ICP is one of those Mm -hmm. bands that I didn't get into until later. And I won't say that I'm like a huge, huge fan. Like there are some tracks, songs of theirs that I I like and others I'm like, eh, it's whatever. But they had one of, uh, there was an artist that came out of their group that I love called Boondocks. And he kind of does the whole Juggalo thing and whatnot Mm -hmm. and face paint. And he kind of blended country and rap. But... Not in a, I don't really know how to explain it. They save just save a horse, ride a cowboy way. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> much like a, it's the 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 ICP rap, but with a country flavor to it. Okay, you know, I'd just have to like hear it. yeah, they're like I said, not all the songs are, are 
ones that I would probably recommend, but there are several that I think, because it goes, it's a really weird, like how he goes from song to song, because some, I think there's this one called Country Life, and it's just, it's got, you know, kind of some guitar picking in the background, Mm -hmm. and it's just singing about being from down south, you know, coming from nothing, we look on the good side. I don't know. Okay. But you just kind of get this country flavor. And then you go to to another song, and it's really dark. You know, like some, you know, I'm a rough riding cowboy, gonna shoot your bitch. And you're like, <laughs> all right, cool. What? What? Poor women. Yeah. Why are you always having to be like shot and abused in all of your songs. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one lyric, it's probably in that same song, I think it was called Outlaw, that... Every time I hear it, I'm just like, it's a step too far for me, buddy, mm-hmm. but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them, I, yeah, I can't, I can't do. But I, I still will try. Because mm-hmm. I, if I hear, you know, this artist is super popular and a god in their right, I, I can appreciate people who can write bars, mm-hmm. you know, like, and good ones, you know, and I know that's relative, but like, that's a skill, Man, to be able to, like, play with a bunch of words like that. Um, So I can always appreciate it. It's kind of like opera. I can't stand the crap, but I can appreciate the talent behind it because, my God, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Jesus, to be able to sing like that with that much, you know, gusto and everything. But I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to listen to you do it. Um, But I'll find some here or there, and then I'll even get surprised that I enjoyed it, you know. Mm. Um, But I'll keep trying. Every once in a while, because I, I want to learn something new and think I like something new, even though it could be like 30 years old. I just never listened to them before. Um, but it's not what I was listening to, I guess, as I was growing up, you know. Now, have you ever done this? Because I've been doing this here lately and I do it for the simple fact of rediscovering something. Have you ever just let a playlist run on Spotify or whatever you're listening on and just like you'll you'll start with something very specific? Uh, one of the things that I've done here recently is like maybe one hit wonders or mm-hmm. where I, I was kind of rediscovering hip hop and stuff like that. It was just like this eighties hip hop rap uh, playlist and you just kind of go with it and it maybe starts off with a song or two that you're already acquainted with. Like you hear it, listen to often to kind of get you started. And then they just start eking in songs that are within that same category yeah. Mm-hmm. But then as you're listening to it, maybe you find a brand new favorite or maybe you're just like, oh, shit, I remember this song from, you know, yeah. when I was a kid. So and it just, yeah. Like, has that happened to you anytime oh, recently? Yeah. And, and I think it because of that reason where I'm like, OK, break out from the same 200 songs that I've had on the same playlist that I just like go and go and go every time I'm doing a thing because um, they do put your built for you because of based off of what you listen to. And I have, I found a couple that have floated in there where I'm like, Hey, no, what's Mm -hmm. this, you know, and then would end up hitting like on it, you know? So totally. Um, although when I do the radio one, I feel like I'm skipping more often than not. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. not even giving anything a chance where I'm just like, sometimes I guess I have to be in the mood. Like, I don't know this skip. And I'm like, well, how are you ever going to know it if you don't listen to it? But now, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, your first three bars didn't do it for me. Nope, you know. Uh, but yeah, I found quite a few that way. I think especially when I do like my um, acoustic folksy kind of mood. Yeah, I love to. Um, my caffeinated period is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I'll let those go because you can find some really good like folksy acousticy type stuff that. 
sometimes it's just plinky and a good time. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason now, Mraz is my favorite for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a while, but yeah. Ever since he went big band, he's lost my interest a little bit. But when it was just like him and Toka back in the day doing mm-hmm. just like their little coffee house stuff. Oh, my God. I would listen to his stuff over and over and over. And then I think after Pink and mm. Forward, I was kind of like, nah, now he's starting to sound the same. But uh, loved him. I went to like three of his concerts. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a kind of on that the, the playlist bit that I discovered a song. And this is why I love doing it is it's little things like this. I can't even remember what I like what rabbit hole I went down. I'm guessing it was like video game music or something of that nature. Okay. Like maybe I'd pulled up the Spider-Man PS5 soundtrack or some shit, but I feel like it was prior to that, so I don't I can't I can't remember something can't like remember that. Remember what started it, yeah. Yeah, don't remember. But it was music from video games, so maybe I would get like a track from Hotline Miami or something like Ooh, that nice. mixed in. Yeah, that'll get you going. Yeah. And it was just kind of going through this playlist, and I was just letting them play. You know, like I said, it was kind of working, so I wasn't really paying much much attention to it. And then this one tune came on, and it had a, a rhythm to it that I've heard before. And I was like, why do I know this song? And I look at it, and it's apparently from Cyberpunk. Again, I have no context to this. Mm. And I was like, what is this? So I'm guessing it was a remix of an older tune, because I know I've heard this tune before. But okay. I couldn't tell you what it is, but I know I know I've heard it. Mm-hmm. So it was a remix of something, and it has now become part of my playlist because I I, I loved everything about it. Yeah. Just this techno-y thing and just the sound. I just, I love. I it. think that's how I got introduced to Electra Swing. Was just like letting something like that play, and then I found Cats and Jammer. And mm-hmm. was listening to one of theirs, and then it just like blew off from there. Caravan Palace, love you now. Um, gosh, uh, uh, Prof Stellar, mwah, you know. So like now, now they're on my playlist. So every once in a while, you know, you type there, in a genre and get kind of happy after a while. <laughs> there was a, a '90s playlist that I went down, and I wish I, I wish this is one of those that I can't remember all the the artist names. But you talk about tapping into like my high school days oh my god there were songs that i was hearing i was like holy shit i remember this and it would just take me back to a time Mm -hmm. when i was a teenager and there was this one song that i found i think the band is called the darkness yeah and the song is is i believe in a thing called yeah 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 yeah. he actually has a youtube channel fyi no Um, kidding I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but blah, 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 rides again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he just kind of goes over like music theory and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. So if you were into that guy, side note, but anyway, go ahead. No, it was just, I, I when I started hearing it with the, like when it came on the playlist, I was like, I don't know this song. And I still, to this day, don't remember where I heard it, but I had to have heard it. Oh, it was super point. popular when yeah. it was out. Unfortunately, so much so that I don't know anything else they sing, which is terrible. <laughs> but I mean, I remember the video mm-hmm. because the video was just so like TRL, yo. Like when we had MTV, Carson Daly giving us our top 10 every freaking day after school or whatever. And we watched videos. Yeah. Um, he was like in some space ship. With, like, these Muppet alien things chasing them or something. Like, it was so bizarre that I have no idea. But then when it came to the end where he was like, guitar, you know, and he's holding up this, like, thing. And I was just like, I'm dying. This whole thing is great. But, yeah, that dude, 
talk about hitting a note you don't really hear and stuff like that, right? Wow. And my husband sang that um, karaoke quite a bit back in no the day. No shit. <laughs> so I'm that familiar awesome. with that song for sure. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know we, we kind of diverted from it for a minute, but I did want to, while I, I'm trying to turn back around to it. Kind of get us back on track, yeah. Another thing that I that I remember uh, that was different, or at least I, and, and perhaps it's still out there and I just don't know it, but mm-hmm. back to hip hop, another thing that I, I realized when rediscovering some of the early 80s stuff is you almost had like two sides of it. You had the gangsta you know, mm-hmm. gangster rap that was like hardcore. And then you almost had, and I hate to say it like this, the family rap, you know? And I'm not even talking, talking like... about like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Not, or... No, not not <laughs> actually. I, I, there were certain artists, and I guess it didn't click at the time, but there were several artists that were just like, nah, we, we don't do all the, the bad things and whatnot. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid and play. That's a great example. Oh, you know, very, shit. very simple. Of in a while. Yeah. yeah. But they were very clean. They mm-hmm. didn't rap about, you know, anything kind of uh, all drugs, alcohol, kilter. and women. Yeah. And there was there was another one too that I actually even heard it the other day and I, I wished I could remember who it was. But it was it was one of the lyrics is like we don't do drugs because, you know, it makes us I, I don't remember what the lyric was, but it was very pretty much Christian. in that very maybe well, a little Jeebus rap. Anti drug, you know. It's <laughs> okay. just like, yeah, we, you know. From the eighties, were they the dare dare group? Could be. <laughs> but it's funny because you do have it's it's two separate camps, but they all kind of coexist within the same groups too. De La Soul, that's another one that I, I just recently rediscovered. They seem very I don't know, mm-hmm. clean. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all because they're not yeah. singing about anything. They're not being, you know, God will help you, Christian, save the day. <laughs> I mean, they're just rapping about whatever, and mm-hmm. it just comes out clean. And I don't know. I just yeah. found it fascinating. Sometimes just, like, yeah, fun, nonsensical stuff like that can, can be a lot of fun. Just great. doesn't always have to be so serious, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess kind of getting back on track, I guess a little bit of like why we think that is, I don't know. I feel like we might've kind of hit it in a lot of roundabout ways. I think Mm. a lot of it is, you know, um, what you identified as, as a kid, it's probably nostalgia. Some of us very resistant to change. I know I, I sometimes not a fan. I want things to just be the way that I know it. Damn it. You know, but all right. Yeah. So I've got another question for you because this one fascinates me within my own brain. Mm-hmm. Have you found yourself finding a genre of music that you cannot explain why you got there? Like no one pointed you in that direction. Nothing in your childhood or anything was getting you there. It was just something that you found yourself gravitating towards and you love it. But you can't explain why. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I, I probably say that for most of the stuff that I listened to in the 90s. Like, I don't know why, man. I just liked it. You know, um, interesting. I'm going to have to think on that one. Because like most of the stuff that I remembered that I just wouldn't see me gravitating towards, I can explain how I got to there. Mm. Like I know who was listening to it and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I could answer that one because okay. it, it was either on the radio or, you know, so it would have already been popular. 
Because um, no. again, like me and new metal, I would think would never go together. But I can explicitly point out where I started hearing that from. Like I can yeah. tell you even the exact two people I was hanging out with when it happened. You know. Um, so no, I guess I was never adventurous enough to really. I would let the radio play, mm-hmm. but I guess it wasn't until like when the internet came in where you could start trying to look music up and then we had to deal with Metallica for a minute and then, you know, Napster and, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then, you know, you could start hearing all of it. So I was just kind of at the mercy of whatever came on the radio. Okay. Well, but I did listen to like alternative rock a lot. So sometimes I can't explain like when Pearl Jam would come on, <laughs> why I would sit there and listen to it because right. again, they sound the same. There's there's one I could say for my generation where all of their music sounds the same. Yeah, there there was well, you know what? That's that's another band that I could sit there and say that uh had many imitators at the time. How many times did we hear Yeah, concrete? Exactly. Like for the longest time I thought there were songs from Oh, what's the name of that other band? Uh, it was a very specific band that I was like, oh, it's very Pearl Jammy. And people would get mad at me for it. Oh, God. Oh, oh I have to look it up now. God damn it. I Pearl can't remember. Jam-esque bands in the 90s. Let's yeah, because I, I got to have the name or it's going to drive me mad. <laughs> oh, Alice in Chains? Nope. Stone Temple Pilots? Them. That's yep. it. Stone Temple Pilots. Yep. They... Yep. Whoever their lead singer was, I swore to God that was Eddie Vedder. And people are like, no, that's Stone Temple Pilot, you ass. And I'm like, but he sounds just like him. No, no. See, like, what am I, where, where's my brain? Why can't my ear differentiate? I don't know. But I'm the same way. You put any of them on and I'd be like, um, one of those three? Although Alice in Chains, I feel like, is a little different. You could tell yeah. that dude's voice a little bit different from those two. So, oh, people, I, I, sorry, 100%. I might have to disagree on that one you brought up. But Yeah, Alice in Chains, I would, I would definitely say, does not sound like Pearl Jam. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever got them confused. Because right. Anyway, what was I trying to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, music. bands you gravitated towards that you couldn't explain why. Actually, music. help me remember it if I yeah. could. Um, so... What it came down to was genre for me. And the one that I can't quite explain to, matter of fact, but I'm going to stick with uh, soundtracks, like composition, scores, Mozart, mm-hmm. Beethoven, things like that. Because the very first movie soundtrack that I ever owned was the one to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. I had it on a cassette tape. And I listened to it often because I loved what I was hearing. Just this mm-hmm. symphony of, you know, gothic horror. And it just, I don't know why I i, I bought it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I wanted it, but I did. And I found from that point on, I would adventure out into movie scores and things like mm-hmm. that. I remember having all the soundtracks to the first three Star Wars films on CD. It's like one of my first CD soundtracks that I ever mm-hmm. had. I did for Scream. The first yeah. three movies had a lot of really good songs on it, mm-hmm. you know? So. But it would just be the musical scores mm-hmm. that I found myself gravitating toward. Oh, and again, like I said, what that did is that opened the door for classical music, like mm-hmm. Mozart and Beethoven and Tchaikovsky and sure. all that. I, I still kind of lean toward Mozart because I think I have more of a fascination with him 
the movie probably has a lot to do with that too. Sure. I know it's not factual, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know, it the, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the concept. Like one of my favorite. I don't want to go too deep on this because that could be a mo- that could be an episode. But there was a there was a moment in that movie that helped me appreciate his music even more. And I think it was when Salieri was kind of talking about the composition, like breaking it down. And I was like, holy shit. Like your brain just, it blew your mind because now you're hearing it, you're seeing it. And then now you're studying it when you listen to it. It's like you're looking for those little things. And I don't know, that is not a genre of music, like musical scores. You know, without words, because I hear people. I hate classical music. There's no nobody singing. It was like it's not a. It's, it's not, not about bad, the yeah. singing. God damn it! It's about the music. Like and you, can you feel listen. It. You listen to music, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna be upset because uh, "Shake It Off" doesn't have words or whatever. But yeah. you you still can't dance to the tune. I mean, right. what's got you pumped? It's the tune. The words are just, you know, an added benefit. I mean, most any club music is kind of that way. And like it, the only lyrics you hear is probably just some manufactured one line that keeps getting like wrote in yeah. as as another musical instrument, you know, as you're waiting mm-hmm. for the beat to drop, you know. So like, do you go clubbing? Yeah. Do you dance yeah. there? You probably <laughs> not have a lot of lyrics or at least back in my day. I remember when we used to go clubbing. Every once in a while, it would probably have like a top hit song, but it was usually always some remix version of just the tune. Right. You know, to be trap music or whatever you want to call it, you know? Right. So, oh, sorry, you know, beautiful piano music, bridge too far. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I can't pinpoint where that comes from. I just, yeah, I've always found it funny that, uh, that, I, I, I can't really point to anybody in my family who's the same way. And same goes yeah, for, yeah. I know you you kind of mentioned that your parents listen to the old mm-hmm. uh, swing music. Yeah, that crooner. Or like you know. old country, which I can't do. I can't do old country. It depends on what it is. Yeah, no. Nope. I, I genuinely, and where does it make It's the sound? twang of the voice I can't do. That's something about that twang that just starts to get under my skin after a while that I can't listen to, you know. The Hank Williams of it all. Yeah. You beat my baby down. Yeah. I don't know his songs. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sure I do. I just don't. don't Yeah. That. Yeah. I just can't. (laughs) So they would listen to some of that, but um, mostly, yeah, it was just like crooner or you know, just very like bubblegum '50s music. Mm. Because I can remember listening to their records. That they had, you know, they, we had this huge stereo that was a record player also had um, an eight track player in there. Mm. And it had this big thing that lifted up that you, you know, oh, my God, yeah. it was so cool. I wonder what happened to it. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a really cool thing. Now, in hindsight, at the time, it was just like this huge buffet thing that I remembered sitting there. <laughs> but um, I can't remember who sang it, but I can remember like a song. Candy and cake. Candy and cake. And then, <laughs> love that girl because she's as sweet as candy and cake and i just like loved <laughs> that song you know but it was probably just because that's what they put on and i sure. remember that little tune and just kind of like mm-hmm. bop into it a little bit my little eight-year-old self like ooh, you know um so very much that style <laughs> you know no elvis it, though really wow yeah okay didn't listen to elvis I, I think, think they might have been a little too old for that, though, too, because they were born in the 30s, my parents. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I that would have been more like my, my sister's bags. 
you know. See, now what always fascinated me with like someone like my dad. Now, granted, uh, I guess I could say the same with my mom because, or both of them, for a matter of fact, because I feel like they've leaned. Uh, and no judgment here. Just they they seem to listen to more Christiany music. Oh yeah, and you know that. It's up to you, whatever you want to listen to. Your music yeah. is your music. But I, I remember... I that a lot, too. <laughs> uh, my, my dad, it was fascinating, too, because I always remember him listening to, like, as a kid, I remember him listening to, like, Alabama, Oak Ridge mm-hmm. Boys, uh, Kenny Rogers, you know, just there seemed Kenny to Rogers, be yeah. that kind of pervading mm-hmm. what he's listening to. But then he also had eight tracks, cassettes, mm-hmm. And then you would look, and it would be like Three Dog Night, Steppenwolf, and you know, Ooh. and and see, uh, those are words I know. <laughs> yeah, but it would just be these other bands, and it's like, so where do you go from rock to country? And you know, I'm not saying they're that super far removed from one another, but it's mm-hmm. just, I, I, I guess more like blues and country kind of from each yeah, other. Yeah, I guess so because Maybe. like the Almon Brothers would be kind of in that. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them country, but they're not necessarily rock. So yeah. I guess more like a bluesy esque thing. So but yeah, maybe maybe there was just he was somewhere down the middle, I guess, where he he found his love and he mm-hmm. knew what it was. It was just kind of somewhere teetering a line between the two. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I just found that to be interesting as well because you don't expect mm-hmm. they they seem like two different genres but when you really think about it they're not i guess i guess i kind of i can remember the first time mom heard under the bridge by red hot chili peppers and really loved it and i remember going really you know (laughs) because of like all this stuff that are but anytime that song would come on she never yelled about it turn it off or anything and i could Mm -hmm. see her over there and i'm like hey i got her into a new song you know now Okay, so there's a question for you. Is there a brand new artist that you found yourself listening to? Maybe maybe you haven't like gone out of your way for the artist's uh, album, like the full album, but mm-hmm. if you see a song of theirs, you'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll listen to that because I, I did like this other thing. David Kushner. Okay. I, easy because that was the first one I had found in a while where I went like, oh my God, he's young and he's new and I love it. <laughs> like, um, I think it was when I was trying to find like, what's popular on TikTok? We were doing something. I don't know. Um, and I was forcing myself to listen to all of the songs that were popular on TikTok and for the most part was a thumbs down for me, but I gave it a shot. But sure. he came on and I think the reason being um, the voice was very unique like, I feel like if I could hear him now, I would probably maybe could pick it out. It's kind of a very deeper tone to him, but mm-hmm. can hit like more of a alto range if needed. But the the tune of the music, the lyrics, I actually thought were pretty meaningful for a lot of them. And I heard one of them and I've actually, yeah, if I see him pop up or something, I think he's only got a handful of songs right now. Like that's how new he is. But right. yes, completely okay. by accident. Uh, and then he ended up being in my rotation. Nice. Kind of, um, I get a lot of, um, what's the take me to church people? Oh, Hozier. Yeah. Little of that vibe. Yeah. Is okay. it Hozier? Hosier? What's, Ho- what Something we, like what that. We, it looks like Hozier. <laughs> I say Hozier too, or Hoosier, or Hozier. I'm like, then I hear somebody else Hosier. I don't know. If you guys actually know, let me know. Because I don't yeah. know that I've ever heard them say it. 
I think I've always just seen it written. <laughs> See, I feel like they said it. What was it? At the Game Awards. Didn't he perform that new song oh, from the the God of War? They probably said it there, and I just don't remember how they said it. <laughs> I'd have to go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, kind of that feel to it. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, very much uh, dig his style. And now... Um, kind of keeping an eye to see if he puts out anything new that I will continue to enjoy, you know? Okay. So, yeah. What about you? Uh, Find one? Uh, there, the only one that I've literally come across here lately, and I don't know how new, new he is. He's new to me, or mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a person or a band. I'm assuming it was a person because I feel like I've heard the name before. Is Daltrey? I feel like I've heard that name. Now, yeah. I thought, I thought. Isn't it a last name, though? Like Mike yes, Daughtry yes, or Chris. Well, see that this is where I'm confused because okay. uh, Chris Daughtry, or at least that name I've heard before, come out of my daughter's mouth, my oldest. Okay. She went to a concert for Chris Daughtry, and I thought, okay, yeah. is this is this a country guy? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a country guy. Sounds like it. A song kind of came through my playlist. It was featuring Daughtry and another artist doing like a duet of that. What was it? I think it's a journey song, separate ways. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's right. Okay, but uh, it came, you know, it came through my playlist, and I started listening to it, and I was like, okay, this is jamming, you know, like I, I'm digging this remake, and I just, I kind of fell in love with that song, and I was like, I, I really like this take on it, so mm-hmm. I'll just, I didn't think about it at the time, and then I guess he released a new single or the band. Whoever it may be. I'm going to have to look this up if it's a band or a person. I'm assuming it's a person, goddammit. I just don't know if it's that same guy. I thought yeah. he was one of the winners for... Well, there uh, is a Just Daughtry that I'm seeing here, a rock band, asking so, if you Okay, so it is a band. So he looks kind of like... Um, oh, God, dude from Fast and the Furious that I dislike. But uh, with lots of tattoos. Uh, <laughs> uh, why can't I think of his name? He's so gross. But he's in all of the movies. Uh, oh, he's the family uh, guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel. Thank you. All about family. <laughs> Sorry if you like Vin Diesel. He skews me out, but um, but with tattoos. Okay, so it is. So it is the same guy. Yeah. So and I've he is the guy from. Then. Okay, so he the 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 Chris Daltrey guy, and he was on American Idol. Okay, so this is the same fucking oh, motherfucker. Okay. okay, so again, I assumed country. That's my. That's just my hearing fault. the name. I would have too. To be yeah. fair. And the fact that my daughter went, I'm not saying she only leans toward country, but it seems like she got her a lot of her mother with that country shit. Yeah. <laughs> and where you live probably doesn't help. Yeah, Tennessee ain't going to help nothing. You at least had Dolly. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. One no, don't thing. don't get me wrong. Yeah, we love Dolly. Gen- uh, genuine treasure to this world. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it, after hearing that song, then there was a, a single that dropped for for a new song called Artificial, and I thought, Okay, I like that other song. Let me give this just, mm-hmm. uh, another one added to my playlist. I was like, motherfucker, right. this is solid, man. Mm-hmm. So, the he, rock? yeah, I think it does. I think it's okay. amazing. He looks so, like it would be, but you know, I just, you know, he he's to me he's new. I know he's not new, new, but to me he's new. He's sure. a newer person, mm-hmm. and discovering something like that, I appreciate. You know, and I won't yeah. necessarily always go down those rabbit holes. On occasion, if something hits me the same way, mm-hmm. like I, I think when I went down the the rap rabbit hole and and was starting to find new tracks that I'd never heard, I found this one, fucking banging song. I don't know if you've seen that movie Quiz Lady. No, it's on Hulu. 
I would recommend it. I know that's such a non sequitur to this, yeah. but they featured that song mm-hmm. in that movie during this one scene. And I was like, oh shit, there's that song I love. And it's just it, like, all you want to do is dance. Like when you hear it, it's a very short little two, two and a half mm-hmm. minute song, but you're just like, you just want to dance. Yeah. That's how good, like that, that's what it does to me. Love it. So I went and searched the artist because like, well, if he wrote a banger like that, surely to God, there's others. Mm-hmm. No, I I didn't. I for me, they weren't hitting the same way. There's something about that one that's hitting all the right notes. And I'm just like, I'm in it. But then I listened to some of the other tracks. Maybe I just didn't find it yet. But they just weren't hitting the same way. It was like, eh, eh, eh. So not everyone's going to be that. But uh, I just I find that to be fascinating that you can have. That one song that someone sings that you that love. That is true. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure there's been several of those throughout times. You know, that one hit wonder that, like, that's what you know. And I couldn't mm. tell you a damn thing, anything else <laughs> they sing. You know, and I'm sure they have. You know, I'll always go back to lol. Mm-hmm. I know you've got this bevy of work, but this is all I'll remember from you. Um, but, yeah, interesting. See, it sounds like mm-hmm. we're we're trying. There's a couple yeah. of new stuff coming through that'll that'll eventually permeate and that'll go into the rotation, you know. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to me though, like how that 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 line will go. Like mm. even listening to my sister to stuff that I listen to now and calling it garbage, you know. And and I've been kind of doing the same thing when I'm trying to listen to this stuff that's coming out today. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. And I, and instantly I'd be like, I bet. This is what we've all always said. It's like our rite of passage after we had a certain age to be able to shit on the music from the youth. I don't know. Uh, but has it really changed that much? Right, right. Especially think, from like 2000s on. Again, and, a few breakout here or there, but has it? But even that? even in those eras too, and I think that might even be something we'd have to break down because I know we've kind of stuck more toward the 80s and we've We've sprinkled the 80s and it. 90s. Yeah. 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 But that's where we grew up, though. Again, I think that's probably why. It's a nostalgia. It's what we knew as we were forming an identity, what our social circles listen to. And mm-hmm. ergo, it's always going to be the best. And it, it makes you. So, do you think that music itself is is part of our growing process? I mean, if, if you didn't have the music or if maybe you had a different type of music, that it shapes who you are differently? Like, maybe. Say, for example, you had the same childhood you had, but different music. Do you think you would be any different? Ooh, that's a good question. Because we are admitting that it it is a part of our formation in some ways. I mean, possibly. And and, and, maybe in the way of like how willing you'd be to open up to other types of music. Okay. Um, Hmm, that's an interesting one because I still think like a lot of it is like what you're allowed to. You yeah. Know? So yeah. a lot of it you're not necessarily picking it out on your own yet, or at least hmm. from my experience. Because I can even remember, um, God, what's his name? It, it was a country, Randy Travis. Randy. Yeah, Travis. Randy Travis. Uh, I had one of his tapes, and I, and I, I think there, I had a very, very short phase of like liking country because I dated a guy who liked country when I was thirteen. Uh, so I'm sure that was the only reason why. <laughs> but there were still a few that permeated. But I can remember having to be policed on which of his songs to listen to because he said "Ride Like Hell on a Midnight Train" was one of the lyrics. Hell. <gasps> yeah that's Ooh. 
you know, and I wouldn't think she was that, you know, but if I was to sing that lyric, oh, she'd be watching me like a hawk if I was listening to that tape. Is she going to say it? Is she going to mouth it? You know, like I was I'm like, I thought we got passes with music, but mm-hmm. no. And now so not so much. But, you know, I can remember, you know, that's what I was allowed to listen to. Sure. And man, God, when Eminem came in, Jesus Christ, I thought she was going to just kill us all. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I was listening to it just to be honorary because I don't really like if I listen back to a lot of it now, I'm like, nah. Like, was it really that good? My name is. My name is. Slim Shady. You know? I mean, (laughs) the whole album was him killing people. Come on. We shouldn't have been listening to that. His wife, even. Jesus Christ, in the trunk of a car picking up his daughter. This is a song. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But it's catchy. (laughs) But it was catchy. Yeah. Um,. So yeah, probably. So yeah, I, I would have to think probably if you were allowed to be exposed to a lot more different things, it would almost feel like you'd have more of um insight into just different sure. lives, because yeah. each genre, each band's bringing their own life experience to it. You know, like That's even true. you said with the R and B, like in the nineties and stuff, you have very much had West Coast and East Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, very much so. Um, at which side you fell on mattered. Yeah, you know. So I would have to think it does uh, affect you a little bit, you know, in your younger days. That's true. To Hmm. what degree? I don't know. That'd be an interesting study. Yeah, we would have to get like a get like a uh, psychologist or some shit. Mm -hmm. You'd have to have some like base group that I don't even know if you could humanely do this. (laughs) You know, it'd be like (laughs) one group would have to be, you're allowed to listen to whatever the hell you want. And then one group is like, you can only listen to this or something. So it may Mm. not be ethical in any way. I'm sure there's an ethical way to do it, but I feel like you'd have to shroud them a little bit. Sure. To not veer off that path so we could see what it did. And then each person's so different and everything anyway. I don't know how you would do that. But I feel like it would have to to a degree. Well I even feel like somewhere in your physiology Ha- there has to be some connection to music in some way, like how you consume it. Because I would say that, use my ex for a, for an example. She was country through and through. 100% everything was country. Mm-hmm. And I heard country so much. I hated country. Keep that in mind. <laughs> but I heard country so much that it got in my head to where I know songs. Like the other day, you said Randy Travis. Uh, Katrina had said something about the the crosses on the highways, and I started going three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway, and I was like, "Why the fuck?" Yeah, it's there now. It's just part it's of there. <laughs> digging up bones and digging up bones. See, the country that gets stuck in my head is at least like the poppy ones. Like, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'd give anything to make you mine, oh mine. I'd do your bidding and be at your beck and call. Yes, I remember that whole day. <laughs> Because I was popular was, when I was younger. There's there's that uh, George Strait. God damn it. I'm not even going to sing it because I don't want to yeah, go down you know this more hole. of like that kind of country yeah. than I do. That, that I'll remember off the top of my head. I crossed my heart and <laughs> promised to. Oh, I know be, that song. Yeah. Anyway, that was in his, his movie where he's, he acted so awesomely. Do you remember his acting? I do not. Randy Travis? No. George Strait. Oh, no. I'm sure he did. Him. Yeah, wasn't Randy Travis? Yeah, Randy Travis did some movies. He might have. I don't I didn't uh, follow him that closely. <laughs> I don't know why the <laughs> I had, black like, the one tape that I remember. Black Dog. It was a trucker movie with Patrick Swayze. 
I know for a fact he was in that. I don't. That's the only movie I can remember. Randy uh, Travis was in Deep Impact, The Rainmaker, National oh, Treasure. Oh shit! He was did more acting than I really thought about. Is he still I'm alive? Even now that I'm here, I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> IMDb. Pretty sure he is. I don't see an end date, so I think we're good. But point being that I was trying to make is <laughs> that uh, I've lost where I was going with this. Sorry. Uh, the music, <laughs> and I had it. And it was talking about how it's kind of in my about head. Country, you were driving and even that, like you remembered the song and uh, we were talking about if it affected us. Like when, oh, we yeah. If it affected us. I still, I still lost my thought. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we deviated. Yeah. Um, we went too far off there. and it wasn't hanging on. Yeah. But it, it had something to do with, uh, how oh yes how i consume it okay now granted yeah like the 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 music itself if you were to take a look at one of my playlists that i i use on repeat it's nothing but a hodgepodge of whatever was i i liked at the time like i'll listen to a song and be like ooh i like that and then i'll add to playlist that is that playlist i just keep adding songs doesn't matter what it is that's that playlist and i always say that when it comes to music i if it resonates with me like if the tune is doing something in my head mm-hmm. i don't give a shit what genre it comes from sure. it's a good song mm-hmm. you know i'm not relegated to a genre i love all music as long as it's resonating with me in some way mm-hmm. yeah but i don't I think everybody's into rap but i don't think everybody's like that and i, I just uh. i find that fascinating as well like what is it in my brain that's activating when i hear what it like like, pick three songs from three different genres that i love and why are these there may be a a common thread between them that i'm just not seeing but my brain hears it and you know i don't know yeah it's interesting i mean that is interesting because yeah i can go listen to like that super poppy stuff from back in the day and have just as much of a good time as listening to you know bulls on parade too you Mm -hmm. know like none of those make sense to to go together yeah, I don't know. But I can't say there's like one genre I gravitate towards more. I just know which ones I don't want to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> and that might be preventing me from finding something good also because I don't like country, so I don't bother to venture into country. There might have been a couple of them I'd really like. I just don't give it a chance. And see, that's that's what I like to do with uh, the playlist that I use on uh, YouTube Music. Yes, I use that app is if I find a song, I'll listen to it a few times, maybe, you know, kind of just repeat it two or three times, and then it'll suddenly become a quick pick on my list. Now, if I click that, that'll start the playlist, but then from there, it'll be similar songs within that. So sometimes I'll do that just to kind of venture and be like, okay, well, I gave this a shot. Uh, Show me what else you got in that, that realm. Now, sometimes I'll pick songs off of my playlist that I already have, but then interspersed will be something new and i'm like oh, okay okay and it's not always bangers but you know sometimes yeah. i might discover something new and i'm like oh okay awesome yeah. and those are the those are the days i'm excited for is when something new just pervades it my ear kind of fun like, yeah. yeah like i don't know why you feel like you accomplish something like hey look at me liking something new and, like, and, and it feels good for some reason. <laughs> the ones that drive me up the wall the most are the ones when it's an older song that somehow has just gone past me. Oh, And I true. don't know how. Here's, here's a great example. 
I don't know why this song has has never hit my ear holes, or I don't recall why it never hit my ear holes, but this was off of uh, Snoop Dogg's first album, the What's My Name. Uh-huh. Okay, I've heard that I've heard that album. I know I've listened to it from start to finish, and two or three songs on there I really like. But then, just a few weeks ago, the, I think it's the final track on the entire album, "G's and Hustlers." Mm-hmm. I heard that song, and I'm it, like. I was like, where the fuck has this song been? Like, I loved it so much. <laughs> how I was did like, I miss it? Yeah. yeah, how did I miss this song? So now it's part of my playlist because it's like, where where was this song? I right. love this song. So that was one of those that just, I don't know how this happens, but I, if I can find it, I don't give a shit if I've missed it for 20, 30 years, but if I can at least find it eventually, fantastic. Well, goes back to the point. People can't catch all the things. Right. No matter how popular you think it is in your group, in your life, on your news somebody's missing it you know like it's just how 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 do you keep track of all that (laughs) you know because I don't remember being like a huge music head anyway like I always liked it as a compliment to something we were doing but I never really was the type that like I just sat around and listened to it like if I'm cleaning makes things go better um into work you know well put on some music in the background it might make it feel better you know um half the time if I was driving in my car it's silence so I don't sure. even, you know, but that I think was left over from when I was still working in a restaurant or a bar. Like mm. that was finally the first time in eight hours it's been quiet. So I have my silent trip home and it was great. Yeah. Um, but now I just never turn the radio on while I'm in the car. I'm that person. I'm just sitting hey, there in silence. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You know? So I probably could find more music if I would just turn on the flipping radio every once in a while. <laughs> you know? But again, I think you have to be in the right headspace for it. Sometimes at work, I, I need a break. I, I hope mm-hmm. for that silence, and I don't get it very often, but when I can, I take advantage. Sure, right, exactly. But yeah, so I guess in our roundabout way, so then your TLDR, why do you think it is so hard? Or why we always just assume where we grew up, that was just the best, and you're not going to change my mind. I I really don't know. I, I genuinely just think it's just part of our our growing process. We gravitate toward these things because something has exposed us to it and we latch on to it because our minds are still growing and we're just like, no, this is this is good. But we can also discern uh, what we consider bad music, too, because mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to listen to something, even if we listen to something popular at the time. Yeah. I think our brains eventually are like, yeah, but it's, eh. yeah, you know, just, just I'm digging it now, it. but maybe, maybe not next week or something. It's it's true. <laughs> or you wear yourself out on a song that you're like, my God, if I ever hear it again, you know, yeah. which is something I try to be careful of because I am that type of person. If I find something new that I love, I will go into it like with all of my being. And then I'm always like, I'm going to burn myself out on this thing because I don't know how to just take it slowly. You know, um, yeah. I've, I've killed songs like that for myself where it's just like I had to look over and over and over and over and over and over. And then I come on the radio and I'm like, Ugh, I killed it. You know, <laughs> I can't listen to this shit anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's a big thing with nostalgia. I think it's a big thing of just how we, I, you know, our identity formation as a child. Because mm-hmm. that's that's those are the things that stick with you the most is in those formative years. Um, and yeah, what were you exposed to? Right. I mean, it could be just as easy as that. And then, you know, being a little resistant to change as you get older, you just like, 
want that nostalgia bump all the time and you just go back to the same stuff. Sure. Well, uh, ramblers, ramblers, fuck. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know where I am anymore. Siblings. Siblings. What do you think? Do you kind of agree with our assessments? Do you think that uh, music is, is part of who you are growing up and it just becomes part of you and, and you know, only your music is the best or do you have different opinions? What are your thoughts on this topic? That's what Absolutely. we want to know. You can I want to hear. What do you Tell think? us. Yes. Uh, tell us on uh, social medias, wherever you can find us, at Super Mega Crash. And if you've got a lot to say, uh, Dave, we're looking at you because you'll probably do it in your, your yeah. Discord or whatever. Yeah, come join us on Discord, you know, because yeah, you can do fun. that. And then you can hear what Dave has got to say about this because I'm sure he's got some uh, thoughts. Yeah. But if you have it's thoughts, yeah, yeah, if you have thoughts, supermegacrash at gmail.com is where you can drop those thoughts at. And you can support the show over on Patreon. Uh, if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app, that would be fantastic. Uh, and if you just need a, a, a central hub for everything, pencilpaperproductions.com slash supermegacrash. Links are in the show notes. Join us again next week, siblings. But until then, go beyond your limits. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.